Hi, and welcome to another episode of Songs We Shouldn't Have Listened To in Middle School. I, as always, am your host, Tanya, and with me today is my first repeat guest. I'm back, baby. Oh, it's Alex. Ah. Uh, so joining us all the way from the East Coast, that's right, this podcast is coast to coast, folks. Uh, we are going to be talking about what song? What song? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Green Day. Uh, uh, Good riddance. Parentheses. Time of your life. Which, a bad parentheses. I think this is the, the, the song that let me know that the parentheses is not, like, parenthetical uh, uh, parts of uh, uh, song titles. They shouldn't be there. That's, like, because of popular usage, right? Yeah. Because no one knew it as good riddance. People would be like, do you know that Green Day song, Time of Your Life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that is not the name of the song. That is not the name of the song. That's probably what the name of the song should be. But What? No. Well, I mean, not oh like, my- ugh, yeah, no, I know. Okay, we're already getting into it. Um, okay, so this song is a little different than our normal songs on this podcast. Because normally we're talking about songs like you know we talked about semi-charmed life which is like Matthews and um recently did lots get of sex lost sex recently get did get low which is just <laughs> one of the dirtiest songs and an ode of epic lengths and played on mainstream radio right and played on mainstream radio this one also played on mainstream radio this is also one it came out in 1997 so we were 10 again same year as semi-charmed life so are we the same age that's weird well you're much older than me by six months yeah 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 (laughs) that's why i have a beard and you have a fresh young spring child face it's true it's true um i'll probably have a beard in the next six months once i catch up to your age right 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 well Well, and you're also in the future because you're in the east coast so you're three hours ahead so technically you're like six months and three hours ahead of me (laughs) <laughs> yes that's how that works i love it yeah is there flying cars in the future three hours ahead? yeah I, do you not have your flying cars yet <laughs> oh um, well i guess in three hours i will oh <laughs> yeah so 97 i guess was a, a good year for some music but this song is different because the lyrics themselves are not necessarily offensive or graphic or anything like that it's just that the meaning of the song got twisted And so he originally, Billy Joe Armstrong originally wrote this about a girlfriend who left him and moved to Brazil, I want to say. And he wrote this out of like anger and like literally good riddance, get the fuck out of here. Bye. But, and I, I, I did actually, I was like doing some research on this song before we started talking. And this is... And this is why we did this song, but uh, there was a whole article about how this is one of the top 10 graduation and prom songs. It's played mm-hmm. at prom all the time, apparently. This, this was played at my eighth grade graduation. We had like a going from middle school to high school thing. Yeah, it's a really it's a really simple song well it ostensibly on its surface. And this is why I picked this one because and why. I make a fuss about the parenthetical clause of time of your life because good riddance is almost the key to understanding the song. Like you said, good riddance to like this relationship, this person, all of this, because like any good, I don't know if we could classify it as satire, but I would almost say it's satire 
because it shares a lot of elements in common, at least with uh, traditional satire. The main one being that people who are not paying attention, they hear it a different way. They take the literal meaning. They're like, oh, it's so nostalgic. And so, you know, we're moving on with their lives and it's, it's sad, but we're going to keep those memories. And you're like, no, he's telling the other person to do these things. He doesn't want to do any of it. He just wants to be done. Yeah. And like the phrase good riddance isn't ever said in the song. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Which is why they had to add the parentheses time of your life because no one knew this song any other way no um it's like that uh black books joke uh where they ask bernard um manny's parents ask bernard they're like why isn't the bookstore called uh something in black why is it just black books and bernard's like well i was gonna call it world of socks but people are stupid and they wouldn't have understood it and so i kind of feel like that about this where it's just like the title is good riddance but people didn't understand it and it didn't ring a bell when you said good riddance so they I think most people just didn't life. know the title was good riddance I didn't I certainly yeah. didn't know that the um I don't remember if on the radio version if it has the two false starts at the beginning it has one of them they so the original false start he does drop the f bomb and he says yeah, fuck he, when he, he does it twice he goes dun 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 fuck yeah. yeah and so the radio is it ha- edit has the fuck edited out but it does it does false start on the on the radio okay because i almost think that the fall on the radio radio uh what's on your mug mccoy okay. dr mccoy cool. he is uh a medical uh professional aboard the starship enterprise constitution class is that, oh my God, is that who that is? I had no yeah, idea. You know. Uh, listeners, because sarcasm doesn't always come through on podcasts, I am a big Trekkie. And so I absolutely knew who that was. Oh, is that so? I'm going to kill you. Hey, you made the visual gag. You asked what was on the muck. That's true. I just saw a figure and I, I really wanted it to be like one of those mall kiosk mugs where like you and your family had gone to a mall in like the 90s and gotten a picture taken and they put it on a mug. I know that's not anything you would have loved to do, but that's why I wanted that because you would have hated it. Yeah, I would hate most stuff like that. Uh, you, you would have hated it. I don't think there are any pictures of me up around the house. <laughs> you take them all down where you're like i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this <laughs> don't want my image in people's places I'm is it because uh whenever someone takes a picture of you it steals part of your soul is that a little bit you? yeah okay. i only have about 30 percent of it left because <laughs> lots of pictures taken damn suburban living god damn it okay so this song yes so this song kind of got co-opted and i like you know I also absolutely remember this being in graduations and whatever. But I think that I, because I was a Green Day fan, I always knew that it wasn't supposed to be for that purpose. Mm -hmm. And so I, being the hipster, before being a hipster was even a thing, I remember just like listening to this being played at graduations and being like, you people are so dumb. You don't understand what this song is even about. I mean, Green Day is... 
I don't know, kind of a dark horse from punk, right? Because they're like pop punk and they kind of, I mean, they are, if you listen to their lyrics, they are emphatically uh, anti-authoritarian, anti-status quo, anti-going with the flow, but they made certain devil's bargains along the way Mm -hmm. to keep their sound uh, poppier, to keep it easier for people to understand in I imagine the hopes that at least before, you know, cash and like uh, fame took over because that changes people in the hopes that some people, maybe 30% would get still get something out of the lyrics and they would take that message to heart of, you know, I don't know, fucking what did they make after this? I want to be a minority. (laughs) I don't understand that song but uh uh cut that shit (laughs) Um, i don't know green day is a fascinating you know like them love them or hate them they're a fascinating study in the evolution of punk into something very i don't know and maybe it started this way but something very corporate like it's anti-corporate but it still got co-opted into the mainstream this was played on mainstream radio over and over and over and I think that that's like something that punk bands have had to deal with throughout the history of punk. I mean, you have these names like The Clash, like they got really popular, mm-hmm. but like they're like a staple of punk. But then there becomes this kind of peak where it's like, are you punk anymore? Because you are now accepting all this money and whatever, whatever. Um, are are your messages? written from the same place of angst and anger that they were when you were poor and starving or are they just sort of through a rich person's lens of what you think the punks want to hear these days in green day i mean god love them they're still around they're still doing stuff oh yeah but there's fucking broadway musicals that's the their thing. work and you're like what the hell that's so gross that that exists but okay people still like it <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, as a theater person, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it because I hate musicals, first of all. Fuck them. Except Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which is a true trans-proletariat musical. Yes, but that one also has to be done a very specific way or it's sure. awful. Sure. I don't know. This idea that like one of the punk bands that I listened to in the 90s has a Broadway musical... It feels kind of icky because like the thing is on the one hand you're like yeah my music but then on the other hand you're just like why why did we do this but it's being used for evil (laughs) (laughs) it's being used for capitalism but yeah good riddance was was and still is one of their most famous songs and it wasn't even I mean when they wrote when Billy Joe Armstrong wrote this and they first started going into the recording of the album they didn't know if they could use this song or not because they were just like it's not like any of our other songs it's not like the rest of the album and then I want to say it was their producer or somebody who was like add the strings make it acoustic and they're like that's even more different than the rest of the album what are you talking Mm -hmm. about and then it was just like oh yeah this will this will be safe to play on the radio and this will be one of those secret secret songs that gets us onto popular radio yeah there's a few of those throughout the years, but this is a this is a pretty stark example of it. Man, I always link them in my head too. Uh, and this is probably just because I was introduced to them around the same time. Not that they're actually musically similar, but I always link them with Offspring. That's who fair. had more of a personal 
uh, angsty, Mm -hmm. my emotions, not about, not as much of a societal uh, uh, critique, more of a, I have something I have to let out, which is great for teenagers, right? Um, But I had the same feeling, like you saw uh, American Idiot reproduced as a Broadway play. Well, I felt the same way when, I think it was Original Prankster, that song came out from Offspring and I was like, oh, this is the moment. This is mm-hmm. when you know there's no mm-hmm. going back. Like it is, the band is something else. It is completely, and whatever message they were trying to get out before, either they feel that they got it out or they are disinterested in it. Yeah, the the song that really put them over on the pop charts was Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Oh my gosh, one of their worst pieces. <laughs> right, but that one was huge. Like that one was... I would say the one that got them like super mainstream and out of the fucking nineties alt. Yes. And you, I could hear original prankster as pretty fly for a white guy part two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, and and the thing is in their, in their, in their earlier work, they had some that were like really hard hitting where it was, um, they were talking like there's that one song where they're talking about their group of friends and it's like so and so OD'd and died and so and so has a baby and blah 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 and it's just like it's this heart-wrenching sort of punk song of like we feel abandoned by the establishment as teenagers and no one understands us and blah 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 and then cut to a few years later and it's a pretty fly for a white guy wait are those not the same album are those i thought those were Different both albums. off of americana no i want to say pretty fly for a white guy might be off of original prankster but i could be wrong no whoa 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 oh sorry i want this to be a human conversation i i, no, I hate to thing. bring something up but let me see this track list okay pretty fly for a white guy off of americana okay uh and the kids aren't all right they're actually tracks four and what? five off the same album damn no not as a uh, in your face, more as a, I'm happy I remembered something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very fair. What is the album that I'm thinking of? What was the one before that? Oh, uh, 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 Ixnay on the Ombre. Yeah. Uh, is before that, and that has a number of wonderful pieces that I like. And the one after that is Conspiracy of One, which sounds like a title someone thought was clever when they were high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wrote it down and decided that was the name of the album doesn't really make sense uh oh unless it's still an anti-capital message because that would be a conspiracy of one system or one party but anyways um oh smash is the album i'm thinking of oh smash is smash and ixnay are probably their most celebrated yeah uh, and then americana is where most people think they sold out probably because of pretty fly for a white guy and yeah you know as with most things in life there there may have been a turning point or a crisis point but they were going towards quote-unquote selling out over right. time as the right. money changed you know because those first few albums it's hard to argue that they didn't have something to say oh like yeah they, no they were feeling things yeah self-esteem and bad habit off of smash they're great angsty mm-hmm. albums but yeah it Gosh, I didn't realize the kids were all right with off of Americana. And I yeah, now feel that's icky. my favorite album of theirs. And maybe it's because of the the synthesis, because yeah. it is the turning point. And so you're like, oh, you have these bad songs, <laughs> but you have these great songs up against them. And so maybe yeah. that's why I think the the good songs sound better against the backdrop right. of these uh 
Yeah, just terrible. And I like, as a kid, I like the theatrical nature of it because they start it with like, welcome to Americana. Please make your selection. Oh, yeah. They had that repeated a couple of times through the, oh, yeah. And she's got issues, which is, eh, it was real fun when we were kids, but. Not anymore. (laughs) No, I'm not a fan. I'm like, oh, that person is like in a lot of pain. (laughs) That person really does have issues, okay? Yeah, undiagnosed. We need to help them. Yeah, so uh, good riddance. Right, right, right. That's the one we're talking about. Uh, But I also think it's funny because like when I looked up, because I always like to have the lyrics in front of me whenever I'm talking about these songs. And when I like Google good riddance lyrics, they always have off to the side, like suggested or people also searched for. And like the also searched for, you can tell that this isn't a graduation song because the often search for is Graduation by Vitamin C and like Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh my gosh. Another goddamn it, just way overplayed thing. My favorite go-to right now is when I don't know what to say in a conversation is, well, anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> So again, good riddance is never actually said in the lyrics, but it is the sentiment of the song. That's why the title is brilliant. I guess if you're like punks like us, uh, jaywalk and punks like us, yeah, there is sort of this, yeah, good riddance to high school. If you're going to use it that way, then like, bye, peace, get out of here. But I don't think that any of like the organizers or teachers or whoever knew that this wasn't a graduation song no and i don't think the kids that picked it maybe a kid who like picked it but the kids who voted on it or whatever system they had they didn't think they thought yeah this is graduation song this is whatever the subtitle to it might as well be oh i just had it uh yearbook song yeah because it sounds like the song that's played over a montage of like people signing yearbooks and getting it over with yeah, this is this is the song that you put on a PowerPoint presentation of highlight reel of high school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and that's why I uh, thought it might be a good choice for this, uh, for your show, because unlike the other songs, it wasn't just like, it wasn't inappropriate for us to hear it at that point, but it was beyond my emotional grasp at that point. I did not, like, even if someone explained like, that's not what the song is about. I don't think I would understand until I was much older and had a breakup under my, or had like someone leave that you had a mixed relationship with. Because there is some looking back and longing in these lyrics, but the the ultimate, the final, it's almost like Good Riddance is the final lyric. It's right. like, once you listen to the song, go look at the title again. And then- yeah. You know, and and you, it's like putting that to rest. It's it's not exactly a negative song, but it is filled with regret. <laughs> no regrets ever. Ooh, that's a great podcast name. <laughs> no regrets ever. It's a, it's our extreme podcast. No regrets ever. Yeah, comma ever. <laughs> ever. What's your favorite like set of lyrics in this song? Wait, what? These lyrics cannot be right. <laughs> This is when we find out that Alex has been talking about the wrong song this entire podcast. So I think Metro Lyrics has failed me. So we're going to try a different one. Which lyric are you looking for? So make the best of this test and don't ask why. That's why. That's it. Okay. Okay? Um, And I think that's the lyric that a lot of people think it's graduation. 
not make the best of this test (laughs) and don't ask why, which is a very, in the context of a young person going through uh, school, capital indoctrination, all that. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. But I think that people just like grafted onto that lyric. That's my favorite one because I think it is the, I guess the crux of the misunderstanding of the song mm. because it literally has that word test in there. And teenagers are nothing if not literal. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> we, we didn't have context. We were like, mm-hmm. we were trying to build up our understanding of literary devices, but we didn't have the context to like really understand those literary devices yet. We're like, I've got the definition. You're like, yeah, but that's just words in a book. Like, right. you know, the the thing you're looking for, the understanding you're looking for may be able to be expressed in words, but it's something that happens in your brain. It's a thought. It's not not something that words create it's something that's described by words that thing exists within you okay so that's my favorite lyric but it is just rife it is very short it's just verse chorus verse chorus 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 they do the it's something unpredictable but in the end it's right i hope you had the time of your life they do it four times in the song yeah and then yeah it it was such a short song but I mean that's also another reason why it was so popular because it was so simple and it was so easy the one of the things that makes songs popular is the hook and how it can get stuck in your head when you have a song like this where the chorus is said four times three times of which are in a row at the very end it's Mm -hmm. gonna stick with you Mm -hmm. and people like it because you only have to know one line in order to be able to sing along. You just stay silent for the vocals. You know, you respect the singer and then you join in on the chorus. That's how yeah. people feel. You get your uh, lighter out and uh, <laughs> do the chorus. And that's, that's that. Uh, your, uh, wait, what were those called? Your clove cigarettes. You have yes. those on the other hand. <laughs> the clove cigarettes, Jesus. But yeah, so that was one reason why it was so popular. Like it was simple, it was repetitive. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but it is repetitive. It's easy to remember. Compared to all of their other offerings at this time, it wasn't offensive. And it was something that parents would let you listen to. Yeah, that's true. So they were like, you shouldn't be angry and inappropriate, but you're allowed to be as sad and wistful as you want. (laughs) Right. And like, honestly, like... The feelings, and, and, and you know, I, when I hear this song, like if this song comes on the radio, I will say I get those feelings of nostalgia. And it's not even just because this came out in the 90s and I'm like, oh, the 90s, which in my mind was 10 years ago. If anyone reminds me that the 90s was like 30 years ago, I'm going to stab you. Don't tell her, folks. Don't tell me. I don't, I can't, mentally, I can't handle it. Right, um, right, right. But uh, I do, I do, like, it does take me back to, like, this, like, school environment and this sort of nostalgia-induced whatever. Even I got flim-flammed into thinking of this as a school graduation song, even though yeah. I know, even though I know, I know that's not what it's about. Well, it, it, it is, like, there is it an is artist's now. intent, right, but, but the uh someone's been co-opted and the execution yeah they're completely different you know as a conscientious i guess consumer of media or art 
we can concern ourselves with the intent of the artist, but unless you choose to, then it doesn't matter. It's not part of the execution of the experience. Well, the chorus, if you think about it, I feel like if you think about the chorus, you'll understand that it is not about what the way it was being used. Right. Like there is relatively little that's unpredictable about a graduation or the ending of school that well that will happen regardless of the other things right but I think the unpredictability comes in you know people make a big deal out of graduation especially high school in particular because there's this I don't know when we're ever going to see each other again and oh my god we're gonna see we're gonna see BFFs forever even though we're going to college in two separate places and blah 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 so I think there is justifiably this unpredictability that we like to like the whole your whole life is ahead of you and -hmm. you don't know what it's going to do you don't know what it's going to be I mean we all hope for the best obviously part of the excitement of graduating high school in particular I feel is the unpredictability that comes afterwards I I think it's a stretch and I think that it makes sense if you're if 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 you're in that mindset and you're viewing the song that way and you want it to be about that but that's what that's why I was saying like I think it's the key to or one of the keys to understanding that it's it's not written about that because relationships are unpredictable right like no and relationships are 100% predictable you know what's going to happen every moment of the time and what the outcome is uh, going to be this is called sarcasm thank you Alex for being is, part of this I'm going to need you to explain this is that like a literary device or is that a sauce you put on? Yes, sarcasm potatoes? is a sauce. It's made from horseradish, sriracha, and mayo. It's not a good sauce, but That's it's terrible. a sauce. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I hear about it a lot. It must be very popular. Yeah, yeah. People normally put it on French fries. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's something that people don't actually like, but they feel like it's something they need. Because so. everybody else likes it. Exactly. Everyone ate sarcasm at graduation. So I have to eat it every time I think about graduation. Exactly. Okay. Well, we've lost the seven viewers or listeners that I had on this. Why? Because we're talking about sarcasm or we're talking about food. How did we alienate them? How didn't we alienate them? I think is the better question. Because we talked about offspring. This episode is way too long already. We're going to have to redo all of this. Ah, fuck it. Or cut it all down. Yeah, so any uh, any last thoughts about good riddance before I say good riddance to you on this episode? Uh, I am happy I never have to discuss this episode of this song again. Really? Good riddance. No, I, I just, even though I have this more adult, more nuanced understanding of the lyric and perhaps the presentation, like you, it does... Uh, call uh, into mind those middle school memories probably and even though it uh, now I understand it more as a breakup song the perspective of it is not the perspective I have ever experienced in a breakup and so if I do think about it from that I think of the the lyrics and the perspective being from the other person's perspective so Mm. I would be like oh right that's why they broke up with me again good riddance (laughs) Um, good riddance to old Alex so as much as it sucks to just reminisce and think about middle school times how awful it is probably mentally safer to do so than to think about why people broke up with you because that is an unanswerable question (laughs) yeah that's why I'm in therapy 
Yeah? Uh, no, that's Did not people broke up with you? No, I'm in therapy because my parents, like every other normal American. Sounds like I should be in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to our next sponsor, therapy. Ooh. Go to it. <laughs> yeah. Call 1-900-THERAPY. Don't call that number. That's probably a sex line. Get a therapist. Well, it's not enough numbers, so it won't <laughs> connect you to anybody. Uh, wait, no, maybe it will. Yeah, it totally will. Dial that number, everyone. Don't do it. Focus on 900 therapy. I don't know where that leads to. Don't do it. I feel like it'll solve all your problems. <laughs> this is when we realize that Alex has that number and it's just Alex wants friends. This is when we realize that Alex is an agent of chaos and he does not have the public's best interests at heart. We knew that, Alex. We knew that. How long have I known you? I know that you're an agent of chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chaos is great. <laughs> it's the See? best. I knew it. Where's your agent of order? Strict, rigid hierarchy. Yep, that's it. There's one thing I love. It's order and hierarchy and labels. Yeah. Love I know labels. how you want to replace the patriarchy with a strict, rigid matriarchy. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> it would probably do less damage. Yeah. Tell, show me on this chart where it's a bad idea. <laughs> show us on the doll where the patriarchy hurt you. Everywhere, literally everywhere, inside yeah, and out. Just this doll. And all of the area around the doll. Does that doll look like me? This is creepy. Where do you get these dolls from? <laughs> Why do you have these on hand? <laughs> it's fine. I'm a witch. They're only voodoo dolls when I need them to be. It's mm, fine. <laughs> I see. An effigy. Just don't burn mine. Is it too late? <laughs> it's already gone. I might be able to save it. It's chaos. But... It's it's in the ether. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what you wanted? Yeah. Okay. You know. so what, are you, what are you complaining death. about? It's what we all hope for. And our last sponsor today, death. That's it. That's the sponsor. I don't have to elaborate anymore. Just death. <laughs> yeah. Death. Don't knock until you try it. No, that's terrible. <laughs> don't do that, kids. No. No, listeners. No. Bad listeners. Yeah, we're we're going to have to cut everything. <laughs> we, we just have the title of the show. Yeah. And that's it. That's okay. We'll do it again. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready next time. <laughs> okay. I'll do actual For research. Good riddance part two, electric boogaloo. Parenth if you add parentheses, anything makes sense. Do you have a sign off for this podcast? No, I don't. It just, it just fades into oblivion. Oh, no. I'm just uh, kidding. I'm people just like sign offs. Oh my God. You're killing me. Everybody. <laughs> I just want you to know that Alex is bad at picking up sarcasm. No, Alex is also just in love with intros and outros. Loves them so much. Gonna marry them. I'm sending them plates from Crate and Barrel. His and hers intro and outro plates. I ain't fancy, Alex. Dear listeners, every time you're about to fire up an episode of songs we shouldn't have listened to in middle school, just think about this. Do, 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 do songs. And that'll be your intro. And I'm never going to do it ever again. I just need you to think about it. You need to get in that headspace. This is not a, this is not an audio blog. This is not a radio show. You need an intro or an outro at least. I don't need shit. Okay. You right. agent of chaos cannot tell me that I need rigidity and form in my podcasting. All I'm saying is that if you don't give people some, some, uh, what do they call that at the bowling alley? Uh, guardrails. 
uh, if you don't give them a, some guardrails, then their minds will go straight into the gut to finish the bowling analogy. Dear listeners, I have so much more faith in you than Alex does. I believe that you know what you signed up to when you listen to this podcast. Okay. All okay. Right. I'm All glad right. that you have faith in a nebulous, faceless public. Yes, I do too. As a yeah. socialist, as an anarchist, I believe that the masses could organize themselves. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. I approve, Tanya. You win. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I ever wanted in life. This is all a long con. <laughs> Thanks. Who's to win? Well, yes, you're very success oriented. That's true. For real. Thank you for coming on the show again, Alex. Anytime. Maybe weekly. <laughs> Maybe weekly when we do Bob's Burgers. Thank you for joining us, Alex. Anytime. Thank you for joining us, dear listeners. If you have a song that you want us to cover, feel free to email us at witchesbrewpodcasting at gmail.com. And you can find us streaming on Anchor, Spotify, and hopefully soon Apple Podcast. Uh, I, as always, have been Tanya. Alex, before we go, is there anything you want to plug? I know you are a podcast extraordinaire. I don't know that there's a whole lot of crossover, but there might be. Uh, So I run a podcast called with two co-hosts, wonderful co-hosts, Ben and Brian, uh, called Pen Pen Pals. And we try to discuss anime from a psychological and political uh, perspective. And we covered Neon Genesis. And now we're currently covering FLCO. What does FLCO mean? FL, oh, that is an excellent question and to get a real answer you either have to watch the series or listen to the uh uh, podcast but uh it is slang and it usually it it, it, the the number one definition for it is that it's slang for messing around making out like yes yes it uh japanese young person slang but this was also japanese young person slang 20 years ago so who knows so the 70s yeah um, and FLCL is just one way to write the the title of the show. It's also gotcha. called Fulikuli or Furikuri. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah. And where can they listen to that? Oh, everywhere. Uh, not YouTube, but um, soon, maybe. I think we use SoundCloud, so I think it populates to Spotify and Apple and is Stitcher a thing? That's a thing, right? Okay, and sure. and SoundCloud. So I think it just populates to all of them. Cool. Because Ben is a brilliant. Yeah. Cool. Well, again, thank you, Alex. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Green Day. This has been another episode of songs we shouldn't have listened to in middle school. Goodbye.